So now guys are going up. It's really incredible. And um, God is forming key relationships and networks and to do things in this city. I mean, we had one moment, we're sitting in Titch, and Titch is like, yeah, the city of Cape Town phoned us and they've got money and land to do a thing in Cape Town and we don't want to do it. What, what about you guys do? I'm like, well, we just came to say hi. But, um, <laughs> cool. And so God's going to open up opportunities as we step out in the small steps of faith. And um, it's really cool test me. I think it's great that everyone's going and exciting. And God's doing something. Am I like the only one hearing that thing? Yes. yes. I'm not going nuts. I feel like howling. Should we just turn that thing off? What's the question? Is it the guest? Can we kill it? Some ladies got to quarter to two. It started at half past two. And they started eating at quarter to two. It was a very good strategy. You've got to know these things. They were one prophetic people. And um, just a whole bunch of stuff going on. Cornell and Arsenal are not here tonight. They're about to pop. And um, he says every time someone phones them, um, they, they worry that it's like they're going to the hospital or something. He says, don't worry, they're all good. But um, she's a little uncomfortable and... and uh, but they're doing really well. Just a whole bunch of other stuff that's been going on. Enjoying the lights. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's just carry on. No, just carry on. And um, Shay has started a dance school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, there so on Mondays, Monday nights, so Shay, there's an adult dance class. If you're feeling, get your groove on and you want to come do some street, there's your teacher. And... Um, and on um, Thursday afternoons, kiddies, and also just to let you know, if you know kids, if you have friends in that in the area and that, and you want to say, guys, you want to encourage them or something, send them across the show. I think it's very reasonably priced. I think it's a great service, and, and my little Judah is rocking the flock there, so he's having tons of fun. So it's really, really cool. whole bunch of other things. Obviously, Ben and Nikki with their baby. Inga Stain. Yeah. 
this is for you. We had a prayer meeting, worship, everything. It's amazing. And uh, there was something else. It's Tyler and Amy's two and a half years. Oh. Stories that are quite tough and been going for years, 
and they can come into this environment, they can see the energy level, they can be grossed in that. I think that's part of what God has called us to do, to bless people, to give of ourselves to them, which is really, really exciting. So to the team, well done. There's a whole bunch of things, Heartbeat Church, ordination on Sunday is super exciting. Pray for them. That's part of our inheritance. That's seats on from this place. Pray for them. Send them words of encouragement. Some of your friends with Anton and the team there, they're doing good work. Yeah. And um, God loves Brackenfell. It's amazing. <laughs> incredible. It's incredible. Um, the Sons of Life, Gabe said last night, did an amazing dinner at length. About 80 or something people, um, new people, some trained, some completely clueless about the Bible. Um, some straight out of darkness stories into the light and, and God's called them into a story and they sit there hearing about the kingdom story that's called us it's just very exciting lots of new stories of salvation and, and um, even moments in His presence worship times we've had in recent weeks it's just exciting to see what God is doing we have to celebrate we have to be grateful we have to speak to Him and, and tell Him how incredibly grateful are for His faithfulness in this story which is good which is good Tonight I'd like to share a few things up front, and then we've got some exciting stuff on the go. And I shared something with the elders last week about building with momentum, and, and a word about changing the gear as well. And um, it's, it's something that, if I felt this word come to me about the changing of the gears in the life of the church, and I mentioned it to Wally, Wally said, he, in, in two, he sent me a preach today, or yesterday, and it was the preach he preached in 2006. Who was here? Anyone was here? There we go. And, and Wally preached about changing the gears. And from reading between the lines in the email, it was before the building was built. Just as it coming in. And, and um, Wally, I don't even know if he remembers. There's the section I want to read. Um, and he, he shared a dream with LCC of what a Sunday could look like in 2006. This is what it looked like. You leave home at 8.15. Well, there's a miracle. We're still waiting <laughs> To be here by 8.30 for the prayer meeting. We can still working on it, Wally. As you turn into Ekiem Road car park, it's full. It's hard to drive up on the verge outside or park right down the road. The extra five minutes in the shower giving you an extra five-minute walk. This was Wally's preach. I pulled it through. I just want to read it. As you approach the facility, you hear praise and worship music mixed with prayer. As, as you arrive at 8.28, you look for a seat to put your Bible down. You can only find one near the back. All the others have already been taken. The place is buzzing with prayer, life, praise, um, and others trying to fellowship. So many new people, young and old, of every other age in between, all expectant and excited for what they believe God is going to do. You think, well, let me go to the toilet before the meeting. You have to queue up for five minutes, as so many have had the same thought as you. <laughs> At the sound of the first note, there's an eruption of praise heavenward. No stopping, like a speeding freight train or avalanche. Instantly, there is the weighty presence of the Lord. Most are lost in the worship, captivated by the beauty and splendor of the King. There are significant prophetic words that shape you to the very core of your being, and you start trembling within as you reflect on what was spoken all of a sudden, there is an eruption of praise as a flood to the front. Some saying, what must I do to be saved? Others repenting and confessing hidden sin. Others wanting to testify of something the Lord has done for them. With each one, people applaud the Lord for His kindness towards them. Eventually, after about an hour, we look into the Word. God's Spirit breaks, brings great revelation and feeds us by His Spirit. Revived by the rhema Word. 
we feel well nourished and full within as we eat of the, hum of the fresh manna and drink of the new wine, having inwardly heaven. Sorry. Oh, you've got to work on your punctuation here, whatever. We can work on it. Having inward heavenly glimpses of his glory in person. After further ministry and prayer, with very few dry eyes around, we conclude. The next two, two hours we spend fellowshipping over a meal in the newly refurbished courtyard or lingering in the lounge, sipping a cappuccino, laughing, chatting, and catching up on news. The new converts from earlier all join in and are embraced as one of the family. At about 2 p.m. we head home for a nap before our equally exciting evening meeting, which I don't think was even happening then, uh, which is similar, except there are hundreds of young people and youth, the music pulsating with energy and a good few decibels louder. <laughs> and I just read that and I was just overwhelmed. No offering. No offering. No offering. No offering. <laughs> <laughs> But I read that and I was just filled with this, what a vision looks like, and the preach was changing gears. And Wally, as a leader in a community, urged by the unctions of God to call a community, let's change gears to the more. Yeah. And most of us sit here because a community, we're prepared to change gears. We're prepared to take a hold of God, we're prepared to dream and put those dreams down, put them into words and declare them as words for a future that actually is amazing. I, I don't know, um, who hasn't been to the evening service in like six months? Which is cool, relax. <laughs> but has everyone been, I mean, the evening meeting is just, it's unbelievable. Honestly, I, I'm, friends of ours who lead churches of eight, 900 people are shutting their evening meetings down. Because they just, they get the same people and they're observing the same and they're just not getting any mission. And we can people say, like, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, nine people in the one service got saved, one service. And, and it's, it's got life, it's got energy. I think this is, just God fulfilling the dreams that He put in the hearts of a community in 2006. Yeah. We stand 10 years later living in the fruit of that thing. God's incredibly faithful. Um, so many details here of, of things that God is doing. Uh, moments in His presence, be it worship. And we're saying, God, we want the fullness of that. But, but God used the community to call them to change gears into a, series and I, into a season of, of change. And I think there's a gearing up at this time. And we all, okay, we don't all drive geared cars. We drive, what are those fancy cars called? Automatics. Automatics. And, um, but that does the same thing. And, and you get this motion of actually there's hard work, hard work, hard work, the revs are up and you change gears, you go to way less revs, but you cover a much greater distance on a less output because the gearing is different. I think God wants to deal with our gearing in the season. There's a lot going on. There's... And, and part of, part of and, and, and central to gearing, central to that thing working is momentum. You, you try to change from third to fourth and your car doesn't have momentum, you're finished. Unless you have a turbo diesel or something. But, um, but you're finished. And I think part of our job as a leadership team at this time is to read the times. The men of Issachar, they were, they were men who understood the times. They understood their times and knew what Israel should do. 200 chiefs with all their relatives under their command. As a leadership team, we need to understand the times. The times for our community, the times for the greater community of Tableview, Bloberg, the West Coast, the times for Cape Town, and the times for South Africa. We've got to be understanding the times. We've got to read them. We've got to understand 
the needs of our city, we've got to be speaking into. That's why these projects that God has brought up through the life of the church, we've got to read the time and say, are they meeting the issues? Because they are. They're meeting the issues. So the next thing we're looking at rolling out is, is uh, remind me of the name? Paradigm Shift. And, um, which is about entrepreneurship. And, and raising entrepreneur, raising and releasing is like the alpha course for entrepreneurs. Basically, and and we we got to read the time and say, God, what are you doing? How do you want to use us? Yeah. What's this about? It's a kingdom story, not a church story. It's a kingdom story that's bigger than and higher than. A couple of things that are on the go. There's different momentum in different areas, so we need wisdom. The morning meeting is in a different place to the evening meeting. We have challenges in the morning meeting. Space challenges. I don't know if you've noticed, but, but there's space challenges. You've got people walking from almost Bayside, park their cars, and, and it's not ideal. Especially for the visitor, especially you enter a church that feels full, it's almost like it's full. And uh, we've got to understand what that means. We've got to say, God, give us vision. There are options. We've got to say, God, what are the options? Look at the breadth of the options. Say, God, shine your light, show us, reveal. We, we, and I'm going to speak about that a little later. The evening service and, and the stories. I love it that some guys have started to come. I, I, my heart swelled on Sunday night. As I looked out and families dotted all over. And some brand new families who have no clue of what church could or should look like. But all of a sudden they think, well, church brings, bring our kids, bring blankets. They can be in the presence of God worshipping because they had life saving on Sunday morning or they had something else. And I'm so encouraged by that. Those are the cultures we have to chase. On Father's Day, we part of this Irresistible Community series, we're going to speak about your kids in the kingdom, which is a radical thing to speak about, because actually kids are idols in today's age. Kids are idols. And we've got to understand, why are we giving the gift of children in the life of the kingdom story? And I was so encouraged. Just to let you know, our youth ministry and what God's doing with Tyler and the guys that... I asked some big things of them. Where's Tyler? I asked some big things of them to change it up. And, and they're in the early days of that still. But there's signs of life. There's signs of fruit. There's signs of health coming. Health in what we wanted to go after. And it's exciting. It's first fruits, but it's exciting. Versus some of the other ministries that God's got us connect as a ministry in the life of the church versus social justice. We've got to read the times. And we've got to understand there's gear changes in each of those. But there's a major shift that God's calling us to as a community. Which is really, really exciting. And I think we've got to make some bold statements. And the staff will laugh, and you know will laugh at me and look at me. But, but a year ago I said, you know, I want to serve in church. I want us to go after. And, and guys, I don't want to lie, but guys are like, we don't get serving here. Not being funny. The guys are here. But we are, and it's not that there wasn't serving, it's just that it wasn't a culture that had been celebrated. We said if we celebrated, we honestly believe will generate a culture. I'm, my faith is that as we deliver culture of, within the church, it'll flow and flow and flow. That's what happens. And um, imagine what we're doing with life groups now. Uh, stories. of Some guys started life groups 20 week, two, three weeks ago, and they've got 20 people in their life groups. Full. Full up. Must plant. That's the reason. That's the thing. And, and it's very exciting. And... Um, but some, some points about changing gears. Is this alright? Just walk a little bit for a team with Bar getting in a big circle and huddling. I know you'd like that, I agree. Changing gear actually is a it's a precarious, it's a dangerous time for any organization, for families, 
for churches. It's a, it's a dangerous time. There's a, a disengaging of a gear that you're in that has power to, to, to change gears. You've got to pull out of one gear and engage into another gear. There's a risk in that. And um, it's a time for us as a community to be strong, a leadership team to find each other and to lead strongly in this time. To say, God, what is it? Give us clarity. And with that clarity, that letter that Wally wrote... That I think he, it looks like he just read to the community as a dream of what could be. That's a vision in paper, and it's very clear. 828, that's very clear. I think it's great. And I think part of living with a leadership story is, is being asking God for specifics. Asking God, say, what does it look like, God? How, we can't just, well, let's just carry on in the morning and see what happens. Now, God has given gifts of leadership, He's given wisdom, He's given prophetic gifts, He's given all sorts of gifts. They have to come together to say, well, what's the gear change? What's the next? How do we step into the more? It's, it's a time not to get caught off guard by the petty stuff. There's an urgency. But urgency gets held back when we get caught up in pettiness. And pettiness can be anything from my preference to, um, yo, I think my preference is not a petty thing, it's a big thing. To, um, we didn't do it like that in the past. Or, they don't do it like that and they have success. It's time to get caught up in the urgency. What are the big things God's called us to? What can we run at? Well, let's run. And the other stuff, well, we'll work it out. And part of that thing, even on any team, within our team as a staff team, we've got some who like order and some who thrive in chaos. We've got some that drive chaos so that order can come. And that's how a team works. Don't look at you, no, just relax. And, uh, but that's how a team works. And I remember Chris Wienand coming, he's a bit of a wordsmith, he came up with this word chaotic. <laughs> and, and chaotic, is a picture used as like a jungle. <clears throat> it looks like chaos, birds flying, monkeys swinging, baboons, the whole trip. Some walk on ground, some fly in the sky, but there's order when the king of the jungle enters. It's a bit like heaven. Cherubim and seraphim and making, no, no, Ooh, I don't know what noise they make, but it's sounding like a bit of a hearty dog. Yeah, yeah, I a cherubim. Yeah, okay. But, but, but there's animals and there's all sorts of creatures and there's guys walking with the head of a lion and all sorts of dudes walking around, but it's not chaos because the king is on the throne. And I think in the church we have to understand it's a little bit chaotic. Right now, Life change is a little bit chaotic. Right now, it's a little bit overwhelming. Because I got home last night after 80 brand new people, some I've never seen before. And I'm like, God, I'm a little overwhelmed, to be honest. Because they need stories. They need people to love them. They need people to disciple them. They need people to get stuck into them and help them. Some of them are look like single moms who have no idea what to do. And, and people step and say, can I help you? And they oh, I've been waiting for someone to say that. It's a bit messy. But I, when I look at the kingdom of God, it's a little bit messy. Just some things. Changing gear is dangerous sometimes. We need to hold on to God. And, and follow Him in the steps. So when we engage, we're in. And it is a metaphor, so it lacks perfection. But understand what I'm trying to say. The kingdom mandate comes first. And there's, there's a temptation where we're at in church right now. Look, look at the time. And um, there's a temptation to get comfortable. Honestly, there is. 
God sent gifts and there's new people in this story. There's a real temptation to just, let's just consolidate. <laughs> Honestly. Let's just consolidate. Let's keep it here. Keep it here. Keep it here. Keep, we, we, don't want to, we don't want to release those guys. Keep them here. We don't want to do this. We don't, we don't want to invest in it. Let's just keep it safe. Keep it safe. It's good. The kingdom mandates. We did a series, The Multiplied Life. It was a word for our community. Acts 28. Keep going. To the nations, keep taking, keep breaking disciples, keep releasing, raising and releasing leaders, keep giving. Be it dinners to pastors, be it releasing gifts to preach. Uh, I love, and, 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 and you guys don't understand, we, 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 we're able to release Wal and Shirley Gersmeyer into other stories that they are, that, the challenge with, with a local church sometimes is you can get used to the gift. But you don't know when they go in, they're going to go to Murray Hood for two weeks. A church that in truth and many levels has struggled along the way. But they're going to go in and just sit with Mary, sit with the church, breathe life, bring fruitfulness, open up and explode. We're able to do that. It's amazing. But we don't want to just do it with them. So on Sunday, 15 or how many people went across to Hogby? I don't want to exaggerate. Something like that. And um, look, Brett did want chicken wings at office 8 in the morning, but that's a whole other thing. But what does it mean for us as a community to multiply at this time? We've got to have our hearts open wide. We've got to have our lenses open. We've got to stay gay. Say, God, what's the time? What's the time? What's the time? Because timing and changing gears is everything. If the timing's, timing is everything, kingdom adventures. And the challenge is here. Even right now in this room, if I said, for those who the church is going to slow stand over here, <coughs> for some who it's going to fast stand over here, and we probably you would be surprised where we all stand. And that's okay. But we've got to hold on to God. We've got to trust each other. We've got to believe. We've got to call. We've got to speak. Honestly, you know, I, I want to hear. We've got to speak. We might not agree on everything, and that's okay. But we've got to be speaking. We've got to take ownership of this story. This is our story. And uh, it's a privilege. Understand the times. I spoke about this. One thing, John 29. If you have your Bibles, please. 21. If you found John 29, you've done well. Share a few things. And, then. and um, I think this is a season of Jesus changing gears. He's, he's been to the cross. He's risen again. And he decides to do a few intentional things in his last days. And I think we can learn from that. Can I encourage us? And I encourage the elders, and really, it's not a rule, it's not a legislation, it's just a, an ask for church on Sundays. We are, we have, I mean, there's one guy, Eric, I mean, literally, they don't have a Bible in their home, they don't know what the book of Mark is, where do you get the book of Mark? It's like, they have no idea. And I think we, we can drive a appetite and a hunger. Can I ask us to bring Bibles to church? And, and, and even, and I know as a guy who preaches here, even the culture of note-taking, again, I think has been lost in the church. Because we've meant to sit under our teachers. There's something to take, but it's we attention span, deficit, age, we all of those things. And I want to fight for some of those cultures where people have an appetite for the word. And I think it's as simple as a leadership modeling. We still learn. Is that right? So very gentle. You don't have to. It's an encouragement. Jesus reinstates Peter. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, 
Simon, son of John, do you love me? Do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you, want, where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw the disciples whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one he had le- who had leaned back against Jesus at the leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, If you want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the brothers that the disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not, not die. He only said, If I want him to remain alive until I return, that is what I will do. Just a... The timing of this conversation, if you take this conversation out of the timing, it means something very different. But at this time, Jesus is he is doing intentional things. He has limited time to engage a new gear. The new gear being a handover by the Holy Spirit into a motley crew of disciples who will take the gospel to the ends of the earth. That's the gear change. That's what's happening. And, and just some things that I think are encouragements for us in this season from this scripture. The first one is this. Keep feeding my people. Growth comes because you feed it. You feed your children, they're going to grow. Ben feeds himself, but most kids, you feed them and they just, they, 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 they grow. And where we feed a community, they'll grow in health, they'll grow in stature, and will grow numerically. Our job is not to target growth. Our job is to make sure we keep feeding. Maybe you're leading a home group. Feed people. That doesn't mean sit down with Zechariah every week and try interpret everything. It does mean give your life to people. For some people, it's as, it's as, it's as simple as, well, how, how do you do your finances? Some of you have got order in your lives in those areas. Most of you, share that. Because people are clueless. They might have big jobs, but they are coming here broken. Share your life. Feed people. Feed them. Um, and, and in feeding, two things. A lavish representation of Jesus in the way we feed them. Feed people lavishly. Give them yourself lavishly. Yeah. Lavishly. Good. And feed them on adventure. They'll want it naturally later. We have three boys. My wife and I struggle to come to terms with each other sometimes when Judah climbs to the top of the tree. The other day, he comes down, he's like half crying. He's got a cut from his forehead. Just misses uh, all the way down there. He says, I, I just got cut. I say, where are you, where are you, boy? He says, I was on the... And he doesn't want to tell me. We're on the roof. Because he was on the roof. <laughs> and mom freaks out inside of me. and goes, yes. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I want kids to have a sense of adventure because I look at the gospel, I look at Jesus, I look at the apostles, and I see adventure written all over it. We have to give the people of God and feed them a diet of adventure from early on. So take some people on mission in the first week of their salvation. Take them. Take them to the hospitals. Take them. And um, so that's feeding. Keep feeding people. The second one, 
I think God is going to use us. Jesus is reinstating Peter. It's incredibly powerful. I think God is going to use this community to reignite and reinstate many, many people. They're coming. Except for the man today, he looks like Barack Obama. I don't know if you've seen him at church. Have you seen him? It's amazing. He looks exactly like Barack Obama. And he's a man of stature. He's worshipped the Lord for 20 years. His family's in order. He's been on eldership in a church in Joburg and just brought a business down here. And God sent him here and lifted his heart here with the people here. And, and it's amazing. And he's sending others. He's sending some really broken people. Really, really, really broken people with wrecked families. He's sending, he's sending other people that he's going to send refugees who have had everything taken away. He's part them with the community, guys with lawyers' degrees and architect degrees, who this community will be integral to reinstating them to the position that God has called them to, to, to walk in. It's single moms who've been hurt and abused to reinstate them in dignity, to tell them who they are again. As hands were laid on them before, this time hands are laid on them, is pouring into them the Spirit of God. We have to be a people fighting. We will reinstate people. God's going to send us people. Ready, trained warriors, some of them. And we have to be able to risk. It carries on. It carries on. He's walking. He sees John. And because he was the guy who asked Jesus. And Peter goes, he's just been reinstated. What's the first? Jesus just told him, you follow me. First thing he says, what about him? In gear-changing time, our job and our question is not, what about him? <coughs> what about Hillsong? What about another church? What about other stories? What about other kids' ministries? What our job is to engage Jesus and to keep our eyes on him. Yeah. And, and Jesus says, you know what, if I want him alive, I'll have him alive, but actually, you must follow me. Our job now is to follow Jesus. There's life. There's always been life in the stories, the grace of God. But there's life. There's feels like revival, feels like new things, feels like measures of new life. There, there are lots of crying babies, metaphorically, in our midst. Lots. It's messy. It's noisy. But it's life. Life is messy and noisy. And our question, see, he asked the question, what about him? The other brothers hear that and the rumors start. That's the pettiness. That's the thing that keeps us from the mission. That's the thing that gets us focused inwardly rather than outwardly. Our job and your job and our job together as a leadership team. Not what about him? Him, our brother. What about him? What about you, Jesus? What do you want from our life? What do you demand from our life at this time? Some of you led life groups. Some of you have been to prayer meetings. Some of you have been on camp. Some of you have discipled hundreds of people. Not... What about him? What do you ask of me now? What do you ask of me now? It's a big thing. Our job is to keep our eyes on Jesus. <coughs> then there's the transition into Acts, and, and I'm not going to read it, but he spends 40 days. He's got 40 days. What does he do? He teaches about the kingdom of God. Teach people about Jesus, his ways, and set them into kingdom stories. <laughs> set them into kingdom stories. Don't. Don't just spend our days talking to them how to do church, please. They'll, they'll stumble into that. Tell them about the kingdom story. Tell them about the purposes of God on their life. Invest in them. Dream with them. Dream with them. Acts 1 carries on. What happens? They get filled with the Spirit of God. Honestly, we're nothing without the Spirit of God. We're nothing. And I'm not talking expressions, I'm not talking any of that. I'm talking, are you drinking 
Are you drinking? On, are you feeding the system that is the Spirit of God? Are you, are you spending time seeking Him? Oh, I did that when I was 18 and I topped up. Now some of those wells are topped up now. They're covered over. Oh, like Isaac, we need to get out of the desert. We need to move towards land and learn how to dig wells again. Yeah. And somehow we're going to come and try to lock those wells up. We just move on we'll dig wells. We'll teach others to dig wells. <coughs> As leaders, our responsibility is not just to dig a well that sustains our family, our story. God's added another family in this community. He spent three years just living his dream self-indulgently. He's pushed up here in a community. He's landed in a community. He knows he can't be comfortable anymore. And I'm going, you can't. And I'm not going to butter your bread by saying you can. The gospel demands more of you. There's things in your life. Let's go. Come on. And we have to live this story and pull people to stories. It's really, really cool. So, that's the long story of I think we call to change gears. Please be praying. We need wisdom now. I have preferences. So Sunday morning, what do we do? Life kids need space. And, and because they're under pressure and they're multi-using facilities. This back here is coffees under pressure. They served 80 or 90 coffees on Sunday morning and realness was... <laughs> and, 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 and the building's under pressure and parking's under pressure. So, so oh, well, what about him? Oh, he's doing multiple services. I don't, I don't worry about what he's doing. God, what do you want for us? Do, do we multiply? Do we release some guys? Oh, but we can't because it's a nice story. We like being together. Do we go on mission again? I don't know. I need us to pray. We've had some prophecies come. And we're just holding on to them a little bit for now until God gives us some release. But I would love more of you to speak into in vision. I don't need you to have all the details of the lion's part. Just speak. Just help us. Because, because if we don't do something, then, then, then there will be a cap and there will be a comes and we're there. But it's cool. So pray with us, lead us. Tonight, there is an answer. I want to take a moment. And, and I want to honor time tonight. But... Just, I just want to take a moment to honor this eldership team, if that's all right. Um, let me just, I've, I've spoken lots about Holy Shores, but we really do love you. And um, really grateful to God for who you are. Yeah. And uh, I, mean, I get back and I hear stories that just, I don't know what Wally said. Well, I do because he sent me his preach. What preacher who's been preaching for 30 years sends his preach to some kippy and says, please give me. I mean, who does that? Wally? No one does that. I'm telling you no one does that. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, I'm not making small of it. I'm saying it's amazing. It's, it's like, I don't know who does that. No one does that. I think Jesus would do it. But we do love you guys. Shaw's not well tonight. Um, Quentin and Louise. Um, I've asked a lot of these guys. Eh? And um, it's been a real privilege. They have loved our family. Um, Louise has just taken our kids. At times, she just took them because she knew, she knew we needed them to take them. <laughs> and I just want to honor you. You don't know these things, you know. I've asked Quentin to deal with some tough pastoral situation. He's busy. His pressure, his work is kicking off. He's traveling some days. So the other day he was in, in where were you, Durban on Monday and Joburg on Wednesday and head off kicked off their home group that night and there were 20 people there at their home and then I asked them to meet with a very difficult pastoral situation. I just, they're working hard, you know? Yeah. And, but we all are. They've got parts to play. A Rob and Estelle, I just want to say, this is an amazing couple. Yeah. And, and in truth, we've taken some time to find each other. Yeah. But um, 
This is an amazing couple. Amazing couple. They love the people of this church. They're not flash. They're not always in the front. But um, you guys love people. And I just want to say we love you. We're really grateful to God for you guys. And then Gubs and Fiona. Hiawatha. Pocahontas. And uh, just, yo, I'm just... Gabe preached on Sunday night. And I mean, Rion was talking to me today. This is a gifted young man. And, And a gift to us. And I don't know what God's got for them, but but uh, it's just the privilege of walking together is really fun. It's really, really fun. So that's good. <coughs> Some questions. Do we need more elders? What other eldership couples or giftings at this time? Seeing what the times are like. Um, is the timing right? Um, and, and are there people doing it already? I think there's many doing the role. Because I'm not here to preach about what elders are and deacons are. There's a leadership form. We talk about that with the church. But I really think the qualifications are the same. There's a call issue. There's a timing to the call issue. And that's what's, what the question is. And, uh, and we've been processing actually for a long time. And asking God, to me this is a big thing. It is, it's really easy to bring people into eldership teams. It's really difficult to process. People leaving, stepping up. It's just difficult. It hurts. And so, um, but, but we want to release um, two couples. And, and when I say release, they're doing it already. We're just recognizing the call and the timing yeah. coming together for this time. And actually, in truth, I look around this room and I'm embarrassed by the wealth in this room. I'm a little bit embarrassed, but, but God's got His ways, His timing, and, and we have to respond. And um, working with the elders and, and the apostolic voices that are coming for a while. Um, we, we're really privileged and excited to, to ask um, Wayne and Jen Barthas yeah. to eldership. Yeah. We, uh, we, had, we had dinner with Wayne and Jen the other night. We were just talking on the couch. We were talking absolute rubbish because I didn't know how to bring up the subject. So eventually I just came out with us. If we want you an eldership, and Wayne's response was this. <laughs> I was trying to work out what that is. <laughs> and he just he just goes into the corner and just starts crying. <laughs> and I'll talk about them now. The other couple is Emmanuel and Jen for my mom. These are amazing couples. There are many amazing couples here. That's the almost embarrassing goodness of God. But it feels like, and, and for Wayne and Jen, let me just talk about them. Uh, stop it, Phillips. Um, <laughs> you know, this couple, they, they, they just got on with it, you know. Yeah. They're, just, um, they are pastoral beasts in the best way possible. They're just, uh, I am completely challenged by their willingness to take people into their home. I mean, they're just like, just move in. Like, well, don't you want to have a meeting with them? No, we just told them to move in and we're working on what they're living there. <laughs> Um, the ability um, to hospitality, the heart for justice, that, that really is one of our key focus areas, so it's a reality. For us, we need people who can help and throw us into some of those things that are already on some of those journeys. Um, their willingness to sacrifice, and I could say this of many of the people here, but I am saying it of them tonight. I want to say the way that they've walked in their journey towards kids, 
Yeah. And um, the way that they've done that. Yeah. And we're all trusting because Mark Barthas is going to be a supremely significant man. Too soon. And, uh, but the way that they walk that journey is, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, we can teach that. We can teach people who God is. And, um, and uh, Wayne, I think there's a massive authority. I think it is. A, okay, thank you. Yuna's got her hair back today. Um, but, but this man, I would say this man. Brian Matthews made a statement, he said, that man, by his love, has massive authority yeah. in the city of Cape Town. Yeah. And I think it might not be an authority that many would recognize, but I think we would. And we can celebrate that. It's real. This amazing lady is of massive capacity and the knowledge of God. And I think very gentle, but also very, very strong. And so we're really excited and um, walking with people here, even outside eldership, getting perspectives. Um, Asking Emmanuel and Jen Kumamon, some of you, um, you, you might not know them as well as you know Wayne and Jen. For me personally, in about October, November last year, I've been praying for a while because God adds leadership and does leadership for more land, more glory, and a future. That's why He does it. Not, not, we don't need more chairs, people, we don't need anything. And, and we, we just, we, He does that. Wherever we look at the Bible, there's this transition, this change. There, um, also, I felt in like October last year, and I brought it to elders, I think it was October, November. I just said, like, felt like God shone a light on them. I hardly even knew them. It was just a light on them. Just like a, I don't know how to explain it. But a light. And so we started engaged, started talk. They are also ridiculously hospitable. And there are people who come into this church now because Gabe phoned them on a Thursday and said, can someone come stay with you tonight? That person ended up staying for months. And now they're here and they've moved here because they want to be here. There's more than one of those stories. Yeah. Um, long history of faithfulness. I know the church they were involved in before. Um, just an evidence of grace. Pastorally um, huge. There's a calmness. There's, I think Emmanuel has a growing teaching voice, especially for the next generation. And, and it's exciting. I'm just telling you because maybe you don't know them that well. Jen, an incredible grace upon her love. And I think a voice to many as well. That's has gone and falls. I'm talking these things and I'm looking at all the faces and I'm going, well, that one too and that one too. So these are hard things. I can just be honest and say as integrously as we could have with Wally involved, with the elders, with the apostolic and all the guys who visited, it feels like God has shone their light on these guys at this time. And we're excited. And um, it's for many reasons. We believe they're called. We believe they're doing it already. They've responded. I know neither of these couples actually care about title. I know that. And, uh, and, and have, have, have even given that thing a big element. They're, they're recognized by many in the community. And I've got to be honest, they've been trustworthy with the small things. It's one thing to be trustworthy with the big things, but I think they've been trustworthy with the small things. Amen. And um, it's an incredible thing, which is, which is amazing. So, why don't you guys come up here? <laughs> <coughs> and um, <laughs> just, um, I'm reading this to you tonight before the church. So can I say this?
We're not going to announce this to anyone until the following weekend. And we might even delay it then. For this reason, we're a team. And bringing elders onto you think, it's got to be good in God. You've got to speak to me. You've got to come feedback. I don't need you to, you're welcome to say, hey, we're with you. We think it's great. Good. If there are concerns, you've got to speak. I will tell you this, if it's an anonymous message, I won't read it. I'm just telling because we're a team. We've got to find each other. So that's the one thing. But on the other, I do want to hear. And we want to hear as elders. But, but I also need us to keep this very safe here. It means we don't tell anyone. Um, I know that's difficult because we want to share, we want to celebrate, and we want to... They're going away with nine people this weekend. Imagine all they want to do is tell those people. But it's not about that. We've got to hold it here. For a time, if some guys aren't here tonight, that we need to bring it up to our vicinity tomorrow to the whole team. We need to keep it close, please. But we really are are excited, and I think God wants to add more and more to this team, and and, and He's going to add some. Some people might, some people, God's just going to add, and and God wants to release from within the midst. I think there are numbers of men and women called. The timing we've got to wrestle through, but called of God to step into. And the office of eldership, which is no different to the qualification of deacon in the life of the church. But I'd love these guys just to say one or two words, and then um, that's going to be us for the night. Are you guys able to do that? Just <laughs> Sure. Um, yeah, echoing what Mark's saying, I stand here and I look at it and I think, sure, God, why me? And because I think every single person, yeah, God's called to remarkable things. And I'd love for those who don't necessarily know me to share part of that. I mean, yeah, so for me, for the first 10, 20 years of my life, it was a very clear thing that I started running away from for a really long time. Um, and I realized in the last five years that it's there, but I just, I was like, oh, the timing can't be now, the timing can't be now, I'm fighting God. But I know that it is. Um, and for me and, and Jen, I mean, there's really two parts to it for us. It's, it's, it's laying down our lives more. That's what it's about. It's loving more. And it's learning more. And it's being able to be open and learn regularly. And the big passion in our hearts is really the, the undesirables, the unloved, the, the really weirdo guys. Um, and, no <laughs> and just, you know, through God's grace, we've been in a lot of those spaces, but just just loving and calling out that workmanship and that potential that God's called me. People can walk in here absolutely broken and wrecked and walk out as a son of God, as a daughter of a king. Um, so, yeah, I'm just completely at God's grace and mercy and excited for what's ahead. Um, but yeah, just excited for what he can do, and we're available and we're willing, and we lay down our lives for all of you guys and everybody. Cool.
say we want to serve this eldership team, we want to serve the leadership team, and we want to serve the people. Um, and we know that we serve people in the noon and side five, we're so underprivileged, but we will do it in justice if we can't serve our people in this community. Brilliant. So this is just what we want to do. Um, it's not more that I can add, I'm so nervous right now. <laughs> gifts that God gives and has, which is really good. Really excited. Pray for the team going up. Keep praying for the guys starting new life groups. And, and please, let's... <laughs> let's just do what we do. Love people. Serve people. Step into the more of God personally. We really do love you. And we really trust that God is igniting a fame and a passion in, in each and every one of our hearts at this time.